Buenas noches, San Antonio. Welcome to Puro SAFC. It's Matt. And I'm Clayton. Clayton, I played some Zeppelin for you, bud. Whole lot of love. That's what I'm ready to give <laughs> SAFC right now. Puro yes. SAFC. Whole <laughs> lot of love. Well, it's Wednesday night. We're at the Shad Pad. Live watching this Tulsa SA thriller. 65th minute. Yeah. Uh, six goals in the first half, Matthew. Six goals. So lots to... Uh, Talk about, analyze, peruse, but I don't know. Is that, oh, Rafa! But is that the first thing on our agenda tonight? No. So yellow framework. We're gonna do a non-traditional, which is always our favorite kind of show. I know. So, I like uh, our non-traditional. We got Friday night's Gal uh, SAFC at the Galaxy Two game to recap. We both watched it against Los Dos. Yes, say. Los Dos. And then we'll wrap that up by the time this game is wrapped up, hopefully. And wrap this one up and preview this week's game Saturday night. And I think this is the best way we could have done this, to be honest with you. You you were the one that I mean, maybe I suggested it, but then you were like, yeah, duh. That's the way we got to do it. Because with them playing on a Friday and a Wednesday, this is the most natural way to do it, right? And cover, cover both games. Because then we have another game on Saturday. Yeah, for you non-SAFC uh, geeks out there, three games in eight Nine days. Nine days, eight days, Nine yeah. Day, yeah, and that's, that's a lot of games here at the end of the season. Yep. Are we going to have a bye week? Is that coming up or something? Why are we doing this? We're, we, we've played one more game than some teams in the standings. Yeah. I know that. Maybe two games more than one, than one team or two teams. It's making we, we, me wish that uh, the, the stadium had one of those baseball-style scoreboards with all the other matches, the out-of-town yeah, matches. There's other USL games going on tonight, right? I imagine. Saturday night. Yeah. You know, the next four weeks are going to be scoreboard oh, watching. Oh, I see what you were saying. For Saturday night, yeah, that would definitely be... Because, uh... what, to set the stage, I think we came into this LA Galaxy 2 game in 10th place, which is the last playoff spot. Is that right? Yes. By, just by goal difference or something like that, I think. Uh, and at, after the 1-1 tie, which is spoiler alert how it finished, we're down to 11th. Like either one point out of the playoffs or something like that. So points are very, very valuable at this point in the season. Points are very. I could, there's a better way I could have said that, but I think people understand what I'm saying. Yeah. What the deal is is that there's two conferences. The top ten in each get at the playoffs. Yep. Out of eighteen teams. Yep. We could debate that for a while, but let's not bother. But so ten out of eighteen, and we just got to get it in the top ten. The Ties playoffs. <laughs> why? Why even bother? But anyway, yes, that's the format of what's going on. So going into that game Friday, you've set the stage quite nicely. And uh, and then, so what happened? You kind of gave us a brief recap, but why don't you give us the full recap? Yeah, you know, it's Friday night after 9 p.m. in my bed on the ESPN+. Plus. So I don't know what minute these goals happen, but all the, all the scoring in the first 10 minutes... We get scored upon in about the 8th, 10th minute by LA Galaxy 2. Um, would you like me? There was only two goals, and then we come back and score a few minutes later, about the 12th minute. Less than five minutes later, yeah. Yeah, it's 1-1, one to one, 12 minutes in. It's looking like it might be a barn burner. Uh, nope, that was it. A lot of things happened. This was, so, I don't know. But the rest of the game happened, and it ends 1-1. One, one. So let me. I'll go, I'm going to go broad stroke first. That I turned on that game, and Grant, it's late for us on a Friday night. I'm just watching it alone. My family has gone to sleep already, and I'm staying up to watch the game. Yes. And I turn it on, and I'm like, is this like the California State Boys High School Championship game? It had that kind of feel to it. Like, I, I think I There was like a... So, so in broad strokes... <laughs> this kind of seems like a oh, great oh, through 1v1. Minute, you're 1v1. in, son! Why do you wait so long, Restrepo? Uh, anyway, um, it had the... So this game is, is important to both to both sides, making the playoffs, right? Even if even if them like competing for championships isn't necessarily their quote-unquote focus or whatever, like developing young kids maybe. I, I turn it on, and I'm trying to get into it. And it has the feel of like a good boys high school soccer game. Like there was like what, there what was it, like less than a thousand people you, there. You texted me and you said something like, "Hey, are you watching?" And my response was, "Yeah, I'm watching," but apparently no one in California is. Yes, exactly. because the opposite sideline was empty bleachers and a tiny little stadium. Right, and so what we're trying to do and what they're trying to do is something very different. And I understand 
after watching that game and turning on that game, what the USL or what certain people are talking about, like, let's move these, uh, these USL, I mean, these uh, MLS feeder teams, for lack of a better term, um, into a different division, into a division all their own. Because it, just that, just oh. that form, or just that, um, shoot, go, Guzman. Get in the goal. Guzman's got to make if, that run. If that's, you see what I'm saying? If that's what part of the league is going to be like, then it's then it's just, eh, you know. Like I mean, it's not I, like it's I not think, the same thing. I think some of our more casual soccer fan listeners will relate to this team because it really is minor league. They are the LA Galaxy too. Yeah. They're the reserves. This guy Thomas Hilliard Arce, he was really good. He's number twenty. He was like one of the top picks in the MLS draft, and they're just trying to get him minutes so he can be ready to play. Back with Zlatan someday in the playoffs. Yeah, and they they play on like a backfield at their yeah at training their, center at their training center. Yeah, the lights went out in the thirty something or twenty something minute. Like somebody forgot to to extend the 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 lights, you know, because the, the timer the, went the, off. The kids were gonna play late. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the, the boys wanted to stay late and play late and work on some things. Yeah, I think so they didn't they know the combo. To, they didn't yes, know the right key. Exactly. See, that's what I'm saying. It, it felt very rinky dink. That's it, that's the best way I can I can describe things. Glass oh. half glass half full, Clayton. Did it make you appreciate our SAFC uh, owners and management yes, stadium? That's a good way. Of, like I said, a uh, whole lot of love. So yes, kudos to all the people in and for SAFC that make game day fun and enjoyable, and all the people in the marketing department that try to that sell it and get people out there and. Make it a a not seem like a rinky dink vibe, you know. Yeah, um, and just to point out, the lights didn't just go out and turn back on like <laughs> a, a mechanical failure. They went out for like fifteen minutes. Yeah, I, and the ESPN just said it was like a blank screen or said event event suspended. Yes, <laughs> and, and so and in my mind, I know how rinky dink this is and the recesses of it, and so my body shut off and I fell asleep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. And great, I watched the rest of it, but like, if there was any kind of atmosphere in that stadium, I I would have stayed up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm th- I am that big of a fan that like, if there was anything exciting going on on the field or in the crowd, I would have stayed up. But there wasn't. So, so you had, I mean, another thing to point out the the minor leagueness of this is that LA Galaxy two traded their leading scorer to us yeah. on loan. So he scored six goals for them. And now he scored six goals for us. Their best player, they ship him to us. I think in this game we might have seen why. Oh, can I get into that? Yeah, do it. Oh, no. You you transitioned, so yes. Oh, no, I'm skipping right to the 67th minute when it's one-to-one. Frank Lopez gets subbed out of the game. And, I mean, our season is kind of on the line. You know, there's only five games left. This game's got everything to play for. It's one-to-one. Were we down a man at that point? Yes, at that point. Pekka had gotten sent out. Explain how that happened. uh, Well, two yellow cards in three minutes for Pekka. Pekka just looked a little bit like he was too intense. Weak, weak yellow He was card. trying to the the set the first one, one was deserving. Yes. The second one is you could debate it, but you understood why it was given. The second one, and I know things look different in slow motion than they do on the field. Like never so a like, yellow. But even even he, I don't understand it. He's right on top of it. Also, it's right in front of him. Yeah. And their guy just kind of stumbles, and our guy kind of stumbles, and they both kind of stumble into each other, and it was a foul. But it, I don't even know if it was. Maybe but, not. Yeah. But um, but it it was yes, and it and it changed it changed the game. But we, we it may have changed the game for the better for us because there was a new intensity that we were playing with all of a sudden. Did yeah, make, we did, did play better. That? We did play better. But what I want to get to is that they took out Frank Lopez in the 67th minute or so. Right. He comes off. Walks off just shaking his head. Doesn't go to the to the fifty yard line or the midfield stripe to come out. He just walks straight to the bench, and then five minutes later, you see Powell kind of awkwardly standing. Lopez is just flinging his shin guards onto the track, just cursing at the air. And tonight he's not starting, Clayton. Yeah, I, I think I know, know why. I don't I, even know if he's on the bench. I think I know why he got sent out of L.A. I think he probably exploded at someone. I think I think maybe he's a little bit too hot for his own head. A little too uh, fiery Latino 
for uh, for. I don't know why it's bad. I mean, that is a stereotype, but I'm just saying that as a man and a human being, he's he he was a little too intense. And I, hey, I understand. I, I get it though. I was with him. I was like, Coach, I didn't, I didn't I didn't want him taken off. No, and I didn't understand why he was taken off, unless there's some kind of injury or something. But even then, like, is there an injury? And he's saying, "Hey, I want to stay and play." No, Powell's like, "We we need you." Like, you I don't think so. I think he subbed in Tony Taylor. Uh, he put in somebody uh, Hernandez, I think. All the subs were fresh legs because we had ten men. Right. And Tony Taylor ran a lot, uh, but man, El Rudo came on. El Rudo came on for Pitbull. Yeah, for for non fans of the show, that's uh. Moises Hernandez came on for Rafa Castillo. Yeah, and and that's the that's the right move there. Yeah, I mean Rafa's got for sure right. We're we're gonna tell Pal we're gonna applaud him for that move. Yes, that's yeah. We can't lose that game. A tie doesn't kill us, but a loss is bad. And so I'm not saying he played he played too conservatively, and therefore that was a loss. I think that's the right time to be conservative there. And plus, Rafa's legs are 39-year-old legs or 40-year-old legs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think uh, oh, he also took out Pirano. He did. At what point? At what, at after one after Lopez. So yeah. I think the intent was put in guys with good energy, Keep this one to one, and then that's what's and knowing and knowing we have three games in eight days as well. That could be that can be part of right. He, I mean, we can't fault him for thinking about that if that's part of the, the what the decision making. That's is a good right? point. I hadn't thought about that. And but with ten players, we made three good chances in those first ten we minutes did. with fresh legs. So you know, I I want to qu- raise questions, but as soon as the results come out, like coaches' choices were well, they they all served him well. Yeah. Even though I wouldn't have done it, I don't. I didn't agree with them before. Afterwards, you look back and go, "Well, they actually all did well." Oh, Whew. why do we have guys on the post there? Anyway, anyway, let's not get. <laughs> let's try to keep. Still one to one in the seventy sixth minute, Clayton. Right. Uh, do we want to break down the goals in that LA game? Uh, I don't think we need to necessarily. I, I've I'll, got I'll one. I'll do it just. I'll do. I'll go just briefly. All right. The first goal. Um, is a terrible turnover in the final third by us. By Akon trying to play the ball out of the back with his left foot, just kind of lackadaisically throws his leg at it and kicks it. I don't even know a better word. Like passes it, gives it right to there a young player that does a good job once he gets the ball. He takes about oh oh oh, oh he takes about three or four touches towards goal, cuts inside and hits a curling shot that Cardoni doesn't even come clump. Come close to touching. Oh, it was a great shot. 1-0. Banger. 1-0, Los Dos. Uh, LaHood didn't do a very good job shutting him down, or somebody didn't do a good job shutting him down. But credit to this kid, who I think just signed his very first professional yeah. contract and was like 17, 18, 16 years old. Uh, he took it really, really well. But terrible, terrible giveaway in the back on our, on our part. That's, Clayton, that's I, goal number one. I told you so. Yeah. You, I think it was maybe what I wanted to see in the game. Or at some point in the last podcast, I said, the thing about Akon just worries me. And he's casual, and he makes casual mistakes that sometimes it doesn't matter because nothing comes out of it. But here we go. I was As soon as it happened, I was like, who made that pass? And I rewound, and sure enough, yeah. just Akon, just, just, you know, clear it. Like, he's trying to be cute, trying to make a nice little pass to someone. And I know his left foot works better than that. Like, I mean, it looked like, it looked like he just dead-legged it right to this kid. Oh, he and got caught in between two ideas and was just lazy. I mean, oh, bad just lackadaisical. Yeah, and we've terrible. seen it. We've seen it a, a lot of times. And like you said, do we? Repl- no, we can't replace him. It's too late in the season. You just live with it. But right. we're sticking with three in the back. Those are our three. You know what? In my instructions to Akon are from now on: just kick it long. Don't give us a goal. Like we're not going to build out of you anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, here's the deal. Letting Lopez go and chase it down in the channel is not the worst offense, offensive move ever. Or you know? kicking it out. Yeah. But just stop being cute because he's such a great player on defense, I, I think, usually. So, all right, that's goal. Well, I'll let you take over then the, the positive, happy part, which is uh, us tying it up. How yeah, so goal two starts over with Gomez on the right wing. He puts in a long cross, curling ball in, and Frank Lopez runs up to it and then ducks, lets it right by his head. It bounces right into Rafa's head. And, it's and called a, a dummy run. There you a, go. A dummy run for people that are not um, 
for people that are not familiar with it. Go ahead. R- Rafa gets it, and as Lopez makes the dummy, he also cuts towards the goal. Rafa heads it on, like back where it came from, where Lopez has made this ghosting, bending around the oh. defender run. Rafa with the perfect header right to him. Lopez just bangs it in. Beautiful ball by oh. beautiful positioning by Rafa, and he's not taken by surprise. When Lopez lets that go, it's like they like they kind of like we're in great just sync together right there. Yeah. Yes. And Lopez makes the bending run away like we've talked about on previous episodes. Mm-hmm. And Rafa puts it right in his path, and Lopez boom half volley into the into the corner. Why are they taking a break at, at eighty minutes? FIFA water break, I imagine, or well, lightning. Light. It looks like we have a lightning delay, people, or some kind of weird delay in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That wouldn't be bad because we're kind of getting pummeled right now. Yeah. Anyway, three so, three. So all right. So so there it is. One one. Lights go out. At that point in time, do you think like any any team really had the momentum and was like, do you think there was any kind of uh, any? Do you think there's anything nefarious about those lights going out? Like because we weren't pummeling them <laughs> no. or anything. Like it's not like. Did you ever hear the story about like in 1978 or something like that? Something on the Spurs are playing the Washington Bullets. And the Spurs were just pummeling them. And then the the story goes that Danny Ferry's dad was like the GM or the president of the Bullets at the time. And he had Danny Ferry go and uh, turn the lights off. And then the Bullets came back and ended up eliminating the Spurs from the uh, from the playoffs. Can you use your best NFL films narrator voice for that story? <laughs> <laughs> A young Danny Ferry. Yeah. But anyway, do you think there was anything nefarious like that? Well, you know, the Houston Dynamo were up in the Western Conference Finals at the L.A. Galaxy. Whoa! Up 1-0 in the 30th minute, the lights went out. You're suggesting there's a pattern. Maybe. Friend of the pod, Nancy Shattuck, was at that game in L.A. and experienced the 30-minute delay. And then they come back out, they've got new life, new momentum, and they tie it up and go on to win MLS Cup that year. So in Houston, there's some there's like two people who care, and they know about that. <laughs> But there's a pattern. Yeah, there's a pattern. That's what I'm All saying. Right. Anyway, so then the lights go out, and then it starts back up. Oh. What? I'm sorry. There's news. Breaking news. Oh, pod news, pod news. In the SAFC Methodist Healthcare System injury update, which high five, literally. Yeah, we've got an injury update the last two games. You rock, SAFC. Shout out to the team for that. Um, Frank Lopez out tonight with a lower body injury. Lower body injury. It's not his ego, apparently. That would be upper body. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And Pekka's also out on the red card suspension, which hurts. Yeah, well, isn't like Jalen Ramsey, that guy, and he out with a quote-unquote back injury? Like uh, What sport are we talking about? American football. Like the guy that's demanding a trade. Back injury. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Eden Hazard type thing. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I see what you were saying. I, I didn't see their bust up from the game, but I did see that he was he was uh, visibly displeased when he was taken off. And I understand. It's his old team. Yeah, it's his old team. It's a big game. He scored already. He's I haven't I had I didn't notice his work rate declining or anything like that. So mm-hmm. So we didn't lose, but we didn't win. How about that? So did Powell's moves pay off? I don't know. You said you made a comment that you thought that they, you know, nothing backfired. Let's put it this way: nothing backfired. No, I mean, down a man on the road for the last thirty minutes. Yeah. Good result. Yeah, we'll take it. I felt like it was a chance lost, because, but that, but then again, that's the optimist in me that has predicted. Let's we're gonna make the playoffs. Did we look like we deserved to win? No, no, we didn't create that. If we created more chances, it wasn't a lot more. Can I be a little frustrated that I don't think that the LA Galaxy 2 are that good? Like, just uh, analytically speaking, as a soccer team, they don't look that great? I didn't notice anything about them that I was like, oh, man, this is obviously their style that they're trying to implement. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they didn't look like they had lost their way, but they there wasn't anything about them that was... Like, that Tacoma team that put such a thrashing on us, you could see what they were doing, and you uh-huh. could see the way a certain way that they wanted to play. Uh-huh. This, this I didn't see anything from, from them. So there was nothing special about them, whereas I think there should be something about something special about us. They, they did. I can see why you thought it was a California State High School Championship, because it looked like that. Like, they're just like, oh, look at these kids playing, you know, Right, it just, that's what I'm saying. It just looked very, like, 
Yeah, this is this is good high school soccer. I'm, I'm watching really good high school soccer right now. That's Ouch. really the feel that I got. Dang. Yeah. That's not what these guys are striving for. No, I know. And but but you brought it up when we were talking last time about like how difficult it is it is going on the road. Going into that atmosphere where it's like there's 150 people there and probably 75% of those kids' parents <laughs> and stuff like that. Like it feels like a, going to like a like a men's league like game yeah. or something. It yeah. felt like a men's league game. It's kind of like oh they're playing soccer. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I don't I don't know. So the, it's got I, and so what I'm saying is I'm not making excuses for us. I'm saying that I guess that environment is tough and it's still minor league and what they are doing at the LA Galaxy two is very different than what we're trying to do and they just kind of stifled any energy or spirit. They just kind of like. Squashed it. Yeah. How is this team above us in the standings? I don't know. <laughs> Who would you take off their team? Yeah, I know. Well, that 15 or 16-year-old kid, he, it reminded <laughs> me of like Brian or Gallegos or something like that. It was that. like his first professional game, though. I, it you're, was. That's who you're taking? Hey, I'll tell you what. Their keeper. Gangly. Look, yeah. I wouldn't pick him in a million years, but he had three great saves. So I think we, we've heard about him before. I think he's he's either played at the youth national level for us, or remember, there was a podcast that we listened to a couple of seasons ago that was talking about players to watch. Yeah, and he was and he was one of them. Do you remember his name? No, it's something. It's something. Um, he was definitely Latino. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for. I'm googling furiously. So just tell us what you saw on the keeper. I saw him make a lot of aggressive, um, not not uh, brash brazen decisions but like make yourself big and like come out with confidence yeah type saves like he he made he made one where he gets down like does the like the butterfly the dominic hashik like butterfly yeah, NHL, i remember it where he where he like and that's a grown man save you know what i'm saying like a kid that's just learning the technique of how to do things and stuff like that he's not going to make that save that's like a david de Gea technique right yeah there you go. like a lot of legs everywhere just making yourself big increasing <laughs> your surface area Eric yeah. Lopez? Yeah, I think that's what his name was. Does that sound right? Yes. Frank Lopez still shows up on their roster on the <laughs> on their website. Yeah, the so that's how much this team cares about the LA Galaxy too. Yeah. Like they would probably you know what? Let's why stop at Frank Lopez? They would probably sell us their playoff spot. <laughs> <laughs> for targeted allocation money? <laughs> just for they won't have to fly there or whatever. Just save some money. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, just, we're like I, we opt out. They wouldn't they would probably wouldn't say that publicly. But, like, in the boardroom, they've already, like, done the sabermetrics or whatever and been like, hey, guys, you know it costs us this much money. <laughs> like, we could pay, like, a, four, a 12th man on our first on our first team roster for what it would cost to fly them across the country to go play Tulsa or something in the playoffs. Nah, <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. So, that's sad. And you know what? But that's the kind of stuff that we're, you know, that – that a burgeoning league is going to have, right? Like, you know, there's, there's going to be, there's going to be bumps along the way. And this is just kind of a different little bump, right? All right. All right. Welcome back. Uh, we have been waiting out a rain delay here, as I'm sure all you fans back home are probably not because it's a road away game on a Wednesday night at at 9.30 p.m. When you play in uh, Tornado Alley, (laughs) (laughs) we, we don't know whether there's a tornado Watch an effect. You can definitely see the rain. I've seen lightning. I did see a referee skirt scamper across the field and pick up like a cell phone or something like that, and then run back <laughs> and then run back inside. But it seems like this kind of ties into our. Yep, this is minor league, man. You know, we have lights go out one night and then rain delay, lightning delay. Does anywhere else on the planet take lightning delays? I don't know if I've ever seen a game uh, halted. I've seen them not play because of, like, frozen field conditions in the U.K. Yeah. And they have rules where you have to have, like, if you play in the top division, you have to have, like, heaters under your field to keep that from happening and stuff like that. Yeah, in Germany and the Scandinavian divisions, too. Apparently uh, apparently not here. Is that a function of uh, stadium built-upness and maybe topography of cities? Yeah, because American cities are really spread out. We're they're playing right next to this huge building. Like, wouldn't the lightning strike the building <laughs> and the lights? Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm sure there are other things. I mean, that I didn't they can know. hit other than players, but I did see uh, 
something on the in- intranet, intraweb, yes. about eight guys getting hit in Jamaica. Yes, like, uh, <laughs> someone shared that on my Sunday League team, yeah. and two guys just collapse in so the middle we, of the field. We shouldn't laugh. We, should, <laughs> we shouldn't laugh. So, so like in the Americas, how about that? We are. It seems like we are susceptible to giant storms and things like that. We are playing a team in Tornado Alley. I don't know, is this tornado season, or is that in the spring, summer? I think it's always tornado season in the, <laughs> yeah. in the Midwest. And Probably. I mean, Europe is kind of like an ideal little area of the world to live in, right? It's temperate. It's kind of like fake harsh weather, but they don't get hurricanes. Yeah. You never hear of European natural disasters, <laughs> hardly a mudslide in Italy, and like some people, that, but they're not. Right, or maybe an avalanche in Switzerland or something like that, like some kind of... These are it, not massive Katrina-style hurricane. Right. Situations, but it did give us a chance to um, look up exactly if there is anything like codified in the USL about weather disasters and or such. Matthew, yeah. So I went and found Google found us the 2017 USL League rules, and according to uh, page 14, which we probably should have been referring to the whole this whole time we've been podcasting. Mm. But, <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. in the referee manual from 2017, it says that. Any game that completes the first half that's suspended by weather will be counted as game. So if you if you finish the first half, it counts if you don't finish it out. So this game is in the 80th minute. It's 3-3. Three to three. If you didn't watch the first half, the first half is brought to you by Clayton, the guy that actually watched the first half. <laughs> so I uh, see. But we're gonna we're gonna take this game as a 80th minute cancellation, three to three tie. Talk about it as though that's what's gonna happen. And assume that that's gonna, what's going to happen, correct? Because the rules say that if this doesn't come back, that's the score. Yes, it's a choose your it's a choose your own adventure book, and we, <laughs> and we have cho- we have chosen the de- delightful ending for a draw. We, we've cho- we've chosen a delightful weather delay draw as our final. I mean, if neither of us had jobs, I've got a twelve pack, and we could just <laughs> chill until this ends. But we're going to assume that it's going to keep raining in Oklahoma, and this is the end of the game. Here's a question before I get into yeah. first half, brought to you by Clayton. If you were at this game in, in Tulsa, would, would, would I stay <laughs> okay. in the car already? You, man. If I needed the win, like if they were in the position that San Antonio is in, the way we need a win, the way we need all three. I mean, they're in like next to last place, and I think that they're if they were to lose tonight, I think they said that they're mathematically eliminated if they if they lose tonight or something like that. Clayton, but, you don't even stay to the end of home SAFC games. That's, that's, you go watch the last five minutes in the first in the last row and then run. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess that's true. I probably wouldn't be there. But I don't know. Our seats would be covered if it were here. That is true. We wouldn't be playing on a baseball field. <laughs> Although I, I would be tempted during this rain delay to go and do a bull Durham and go and like slide, slide, slide the bases. But anyway, I guess speaking of minor league from this. View. I've learned that a Tulsa, Oklahoma has like a forty-story building, which I didn't know. So, and I also learned that they're playing a baseball stadium, and there's an infield cover with some quote-unquote grass. So, yeah. so I I've, I've been to Tulsa a few times, and Tulsa's a pretty cool city. Yeah, like, I get that impression. It's the um, it's kind of the Fort Worth of Oklahoma is the way I would describe it. It's got um, it's got character the way that Fort Worth does. It's kind of the older. Part like the older money, I, I guess that's kind of the best way to describe it. Like the earlier, uh, like oil money. You and mean stuff those like nice buildings? Yes, yeah, it, yes. It didn't just pop up out of nowhere. They have like a Kane's Ballroom. I've been to, which is like an old honky tonk, like where a lot of famous like uh, Western acts and like you know starting with Bob Wills and stuff played. And well, just, maybe this could be one of our future USL road trips. Yeah, it's a cool. They um. They have, there's an amazing golf course that they played the U.S. Open at, like uh, Golden Hills, I think it's called. Like, uh, anyway, it's I, I've been a couple of days and it's got a great vibe to it. But but that's I guess that's what we talk about during <laughs> during weather delays. <laughs> that's a good but first half. Game. How we ended up how we ended up in this. To, hey, we had the first half in how many minutes? Brought to you by Clayton. Let's hear it, Clayton. All right, so starting off. With the lineup, um, saying the wait, way. Wait, wait, no, no, wait. Oh, you just are we doing pregame? Are we gonna talk about this? Or are you gonna tell us what happened? No. Okay. So yeah, uh, yeah. Go we, for it. We give up a goal. Wait, wait, wait. I'm okay with the lineup talk if you want to go there. No. Okay, I'll do lineup talk. It's pretty easy. So wait, here's guys running across the field trying not to get. Oh. Trying not. Those oh, are soccer coming, players. There's people coming out of those the field. Those are soccer players. All right. Well, anyways, so first half to get everyone up to speed as the team comes running out. Let them play. Let them play. 
Um, I didn't mention that in the USL rules, you have an hour to come back from the weather delay. So it looks like we're going to catch that in. Uh, Clayton, give us a summary, and then I'm going to go crack a beer because right. we got more soccer. Yeah, we're watching. We're watching. We're going to talk. <laughs> uh, this may be an extended version of the podcast. <laughs> so inside of five minutes, um, on the left-hand side of the field, one of their guys just abuses Lahoud, turns him around two or three times, lifts a cross into the, uh, into the box, uh, one of their players elevates over ours and uh, just heads it in the back of the goal, uh, one nothing Tulsa. Then about five minutes later, five to seven minutes later, through ball from the middle, Akon, ta-da, gets caught ball watching, and their guy runs through the box and buries a ball a shot far post, and we're down 2-0. But we show some resiliency, and who do we show it with mainly? Pitbull, Rafa Castillo. Hell yeah. Uh, about five to ten minutes later, little ball lifted into the box. He's He has a guy on his back, and he takes a touch, and he takes a real quick turn and beats their keeper far post. 2-1. little bit of momentum back for us, and it's still early, like within within 20 minutes for sure. And then, um, uh, geez, maybe five minutes later at most, uh, set piece, maybe 15, no, further than that. 20 to 25 yards out from the right-hand side. Perfect for a left-foot curling shot. Uh, Castillo curves it around the wall. Keeper, I can't remember whether he gets a hand. He does get a hand on it, but not nearly enough. He pushes in the back of the net. 2-2. We're back even. And then, boom, five minutes later, inside of 30 minutes, uh, Walter Restrepo turns his guy two or three times in the box, makes a nice little jitterbug move, and it beats the keeper near post. We're up three to two. We have come storming back. We have shown Moxie. We are we are ready to go. And then we give up a penalty kick. Uh, Lahoud, dubious penalty at that. Guy is going towards the end line, not even towards our goal. And he kind of stumbles. Lahoud kind of stumbles with him. There is contact. The penalty is awarded, and they bury the the bury the penalty kick. And going into halftime. 3-3, which brings us to this point where they're all there's a whole bunch of guys running around, and it looks like we are going to get a second half of soccer here, which we've started, and how far are we into it, Matthew, do you think? It's the 79th minute. Clayton, I'm going to tell you that we're going to do this podcast as though this game ends 3-3, three to three, and if we see a goal, we will change our opinions as that goal changes our opinions. But So right now, are we going to sign off and just watch? and then? Oh, no, no, we're going to talk as though this game is over. <laughs> And if something happens in the net last 10 minutes worth our attention, we'll bring it up as wow and at the end. Okay? Gotcha. Right. Yes. Can I, can I, you want to hear some of my thoughts? Yes, so far. Tell me. I'm going to go with thumbs up, okay? Thumbs up to Josh Yarrow. Did you know he's played every minute of every game this season, Clayton? I mean, you know he's kind of my favorite. And but, um, Did you know that about your man crush, I, that he has I, not know, come out yet? I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it. Especially with all the changes at the beginning, after the first couple of uh, after the first couple of games. But yes, I heard that in the L.A. in the Los Dos game, right? That he that he had played every, and I go, wow, that's pretty impressive because this is a pretty brutal season. Yeah, like we talked about playing through the San Antonio Heat, all that travel every like every minute, and hasn't gotten red card, hasn't gotten card accumulation, hasn't gotten anything, right? Yeah, nothing. Impressive, yes. Yeah, not just like. And it's not like he's gone in the corner flag and hid, you know. He's gone by the corner flag and hid. I mean, he's our he's our he's our center back in the three back system. There are opportunities for injuries, mistakes, red cards, a lot of things that could take him out of the game. So good, thumbs up to him from me for sure. Thumbs down. Yep. Man, Michael Lahoud at fault for two of the goals. Yeah. You know, he's just not an outside back. I don't think. I don't think he was drafted as an outside back in the MLS. I don't think we signed him as an outside back. I think he's a good player somewhere for something, and you know he he shows great things. I like him as a player, but uh, I don't think that this is his natural position, and I think it limits him. Why is he? Why does he keep ending up back there? Why aren't they playing with just a three back and then uh, and then Hernandez and Lahoud side by side in front of those back three? It's width. I I don't know. Let's let's talk, coach. I mean, tell me like, I mean it. Isn't Lahoud and Hernandez? Isn't that isn't that where they're going to be? And 
And I would have Hernandez more as the back than than uh. You know that's what they did at the beginning of the season. Yep. Um, what well, well, to answer? Why don't they have th- the two in the middle? I, I mean, a three-two back line is not really a thing. I think you got you have. Well, two, you can have two sitting. That's what I mean. It's two sitting defenders. You could, but those outside backs would need to be more out. The the three in the back, Akon would just get abused out there on his own. Yeah. Uh, you, you wouldn't have yard. I don't know. You'd have no coverage of the wings, and then your wingers would get pinched back, and you'd end up having seven back. He get, he gets exposed for lack of pace. Um, I think when he's out wide, does that is that is that oversimplifying things? Like everything that um, Tom, when, he get, when he gets caught in one v one defending situations where he's not in the center of the field, yeah. he gets exposed. If that makes sense, he he looks awkward. Just zero to sixty acceleration is that? Yeah, it? too much space for him to. Yeah, like, he he's good in a five yard area. Yes, he'll 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 make interceptions. He'll push you off the ball. He'll he'll get his body between between you and the goal. But when guys can drive at him. When he out in space, that's where he gets exposed. I mean, kind of. Kai Green's our only outside back on this team. Yeah, I know. Like, I get it. Like, think about all the different, um, he, all the different. Like, we've out. tried Barnby. We've tried Lang. We've and the tried Moises. The, the more I see, Rudo. the more I see uh, Barnby. The more I'm like, man, that guy's not an outside back. Yeah. Never. He right. just is a left footed dude. Yeah, and and it, and like Lahoud has had to adjust on the fly. It seems. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. All it's not. I don't. I don't thumbs down him for any fault of his. No, but he's working his butt off the, out there. The results have been. The results have been bad. You can't make up for like twelve years of growing up as a player in a certain position. And his instinct isn't that position, right? I I, and I haven't followed his career all that close, but I'm guessing he has not played in a wide role all that much. You can just see it, right? But yes. Right. All right. Thumbs up. For me, can yeah. I keep going? Yeah, I made a little like, list. Look at this. We're playing short, short, long right now. You know, like we, this is this is why we we knock it around. We banter. Thumbs up, Rafa Castillo, man. Oh, of course. Wow, what a renaissance. I mean, the guy. You just watch him go, and you can just see the years of soccer and all the soccer experience and the soccer IQ in everything he does. And then there's. A little bit. There's. There's also a little. That, that's why this guy's out here still, thirty nine years old. He cares, right? And he loves. Look at this. Doing a little yoga on the field right now. I see a downward dog. Some uh, tabletop. <laughs> but, but you, see, you see what I'm saying? Like there's a, there's a grit to him and a love for the game. Yeah. That um, soccer IQ that was missing on this team. Yeah, and like I mean, he hasn't just come in. To fill space, he's been the glue that keeps our attack moving. Right, he has, we haven't just put him there because, like, oh no, we had guys leave, we had guys, you know, whatever. He's he's been out there and he's been our best player probably over the last two to three games. Yes, yes. Which leads to thumbs down. Yeah. Sorry, I hate to say it. He's been real good, but Christian Pirano. Not for nothing he's done, but I think that the word has gotten out. The opposition has been watching film and doing their job, and he just gets abused. They had a lot of guys around him just in that Los, in that Los Dos game, didn't no they? Space. they? Weren't there guys all over him? They, you know, they we'll let him, you do anything you want, but we're not going to let him beat us. And that's a good point. I, I don't take uh, good written notes like you do, but I do remember once you brought it up that um, while I was watching, kind of going in and out of consciousness, uh, um, like... Man, I wonder if this is a planned thing by them. Oh you know yeah, like that's that not yeah, totally. Okay. I mean, like I said, when we get to the playoffs, if we do, teams will game plan for so him. So there, there, there needs to be then a, a further maturation. He's shown that he can he can take a lot on his shoulders and do. So now he needs to learn to when there's three guys around me, play the ball one and two touch, right? Yeah, like, I, I don't fault him. I don't think he's done a bad job of that. I just think. His, there's only so much you can do. With and a lot of times he receives the ball in a position where that's not where that's not available, and that's not on him, right? No. That's, that's a team. That's a team thing, and them learning to play off of him or recognizing that that if he's gonna get surrounded and they're gonna body up on him, that you need to put yourself in a position to receive the ball from him. And that was that's what Rafa's done well is he picks up that when the defense keys on Pirano, 
everything's open. So Rafa's sneaking into these spaces that are abandoned. Right, like like the 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 assist that he had. Yeah. And, uh, like he snuck in there when that ball was out wide, and everybody was paying attention to the ball out wide. And then here comes this little pit bull just <laughs> in the middle of the field, and boom, there we go. Yeah. Oh, here's the PK. Oh no. No, that's the first goal. See Lahoud. Oh, that's how, how much no. how much space. Well, the center. Well, but look at look at Lahoud get turned, and then look at him not even try to shut him down. Okay, and now you got one guy in between two. And that's Yarrow got beat. Yarrow got beat, or he didn't see him on the backside. Our defense is so thumbs down to all the finger pointing. Like we don't really. Oh, rarely do we get scored on, and and we just. grab the ball and move on. It's always got to be this, like, we all look at each other like it was somebody's fault. Yeah, like, you're not saying it. Well, I think Lahoud's saying it right there. <laughs> like, come on, guys. But um, they are. They look at each other and they give this look like you messed up. Well, like, I mean, everyone Like, look at that look up. on Akon's face right there, man. You know, like. Look at Rafa. She's, what are you doing? In, in the box. That, that's how you do it. Okay. Uh. Shall I continue? Yeah, please go. Thumbs up to uh, Walter Restrepo. I told I brought it up last week. He's been really good over the last eight to ten weeks. Yeah. You know, and we were talking about at the beginning of the season and stuff like that, how he just didn't look like he had it anymore, right? Like this was kind oh, of he's, just uh, he's lost twenty five pounds in this calendar year. And he, he was filling in those shorts in that, the preseason. That Scorpions Restrepo, that um that NASL Cosmos Restrepo uh, is back, and he he's showing his savvy and his yes. his uh, resilience and his desire to like, hey, this is when you guys, this is when you uh, step it up at the end of the seat like this. You know what I'm saying? When you need to win, I'll be here. Let's. This is how you play, right? Have you seen that from him? I think I've seen. Oh gosh, just not a penalty. I've seen him maybe adjust to being a step slower. He's 30, 32, and he looks like it's a little more crafty, a little more choosing his moments. He used to love to get it and just take off. Right, he just go down the line, down the line. get to the end line. Old school winger. Yeah. And now he's a little bit more of a, an, a full... full but, we, but we've seen him make that adjustment and become a little bit more self-aware. Yeah. yeah. Right? Does that make sense? A little bit more of an all-action all player, a little more dribbles. I mean, a little more pass, a little more involvement, some movement. Not just, I'm going to beat you 1v1 down the line. Yeah, and a lot of goals. I mean, he's stepped up. He's probably got three, four, five goals. No, he's played really. He's played really well. Definitely, definitely a thumbs up. I think you're. I think right now you're you're totally nailing these. And but I'm I'm looking to disagree. I'm I'm, I'm looking to disagree. Okay. Um, question mark then. Jack Barnby. Not in the lineup again. He came in as a sub, I believe. I haven't seen. I haven't noticed him. Do anything. You know, he did come into the LA Los Dos game last Friday night as a sub, and he, he took some dangerous free kicks, and the, the announcers mentioned it, and he, do, he did have some danger in his kicks, but in the run of play, nothing. He's, he's a guy that you wanted to really explode the second half of the year. I know, and, it, and he's really, it's been the opposite. It's been a fade, hasn't it? So I'm going to say thumbs down, not, yeah. not question mark. For that, so uh, man, the weight of expectation, Clayton. I know, man. It's uh, whew. he's he seemed to be my our favorite topic, <laughs> like for, for for better and for worse during the first half of the season. But when we wanted him and needed him to step up and be that leader that that SAFC thought they were getting, he hasn't been there, has he? No, I mean, there's a tale of this season where uh, we sneak into the playoffs. We have a couple good playoff games, and we look back at it as a success. And in that, in that story, every goal is key, and he scored some goals. Every you know, every little tie and every point right now has been important because we're right on the edge. If your management, though, are if your management and you're looking at Barnby and doing like a contract assessment or whatever, is he? Is this like, man, we gotta we gotta renew this guy's contract, we gotta get him back. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you see where I'm coming from? Just an angle. Like, as a fan, he's provided some pretty exciting moments. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and like he's given some flash and some 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 moments of class that like will put butts in seats, maybe. But like, has he 
what you signed him for, what you were expecting, have we gotten it? Can you rely on him as a first 11 no. player? No. And you no. can't sign guys who you don't think can start every game. Well, I mean, I think he can, but has he given us that? No, he hasn't. With that profile, I guess. Right, and like, you know, we've questioned the attitude, we've questioned the effort. We've like, if nothing else, he can be professional, right? Like, that doesn't... That's not, so, that's not something that should wax and wane. No, I'll give it to him. I mean, he's, he's still chugging. He's still doing his thing. But it just hasn't come off. Yeah, and I haven't, like, noticed him lollygagging when he comes on as a sub. Like, you know what? I'm better than that, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. So. Hasn't really had a chance to, though, to be fair. Yeah. Who, just, Clayton, we're watching this game, and there's a guy number 88 with no name on his jersey. <laughs> yeah. Is, did we did we just like pick up a guy on the street at halftime? Maybe, maybe some maybe some of the guys went home. <laughs> like uh, uh. is that uh, Rochambeau? Wasn't Rochambeau 24? I, I I don't. Are you talking about our coach that we signed? Correct. Yes. <laughs> oh, speaking of signing, do you want to talk about the Ethan Bryant stuff that I uh, that I learned, or is it just too like too nebulous and too a source? Told me from a source, like here we are. What they tell you? <laughs> so at my men's league game, you this, tell me, and I'll tell you if I care. This weekend, friend of the pod, uh, Steve Morell, um, gave me some explanation. Oh, you're as, outing your sources there. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Explain to me his understanding of why Ethan Bryant went to the team in Belgium that he that he signed with. Um, do you want to? Do you are you interested as to why? If you speed up a little. But well, first of all, uh, you're, first you're of all, it's this. my understanding for him that he <laughs> that he is making an, an, enough money to to rationalize it and to not go to col- not play college soccer and have to worry about a college scholarship. But another thing has to do with the EU or the rules in Belgium and what teams have to pay a player to keep. Um, like it's not an exorbitant amount in other countries, uh, specifically the Netherlands. If young kids are signed that are not Dutch players, there's a minimum amount that you have to pay them. That's a very high number, and that's to keep foreign talent from flooding the market. Does that yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. And in Belgium, you don't have to do that, and so we're back off again. Game on, guys. Ooh, and a very precarious start. For SAFC, just conceding a corner kick. So they, we're not going to do this minute by minute. We're, we're no, going to talk, right? They're paying less money, and that somehow means something to you? That well, that's just the explanation that I got. What's was, that explain? Was that that's that's how he had this opportunity? Okay. Was was because they weren't going to have to pay him an exorbitant amount like they would in other countries. Okay. So, so that's worse. Well, it, you're it's, telling me he's not making much money over there. No, he's making enough to not have to go to college. Is the I guess the 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 story or okay. to forego forego going to college. Okay. So that's what I got. That's information because that's more information than we had before about the situation, right? I mean, it may not be fascinating information, but, <laughs> it's, more, but it's more information. I'm still not happy that it, you go to the second division of Belgium, but we'll see what happens. I mean, maybe he he braves some paths. Yeah. And maybe there's a relationship there. Um. We learned that Jonathan Gallegos has a lower body injury. So that's where he's been. Yes. That's something. And going back to kudos, thank you, SAFC, for, um, for I don't know if you listened to us. I don't know if, if there's been public outcry from other outlets. But letting us know, hey, this person's not going to be there this week. Injury report. Yeah. Give us, thank you for giving us an injury report. Post it on Facebook. Seriously. I know, maybe we sound... Uh, Condescending, but but like I'm serious. Like we, just, we high-fived each other right <laughs> earlier. Oh, we oh, 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 penalty! Oh, wow. Clayton, you're not doing play-by-play. Sorry, play. I'm not. Oh, but I yelled it. We got it. Dangerous it's not a penalty, free but kick. it's a free kick. Three anyway. to three, eighty-first minute. What else, Matthew? What else is tickling your fancy? I got one more thumbs down. Oh well, no. Okay. Ebiacon, <laughs> man. Yeah. Just stop. Just stop. Just. <laughs> I mean, I. Maybe it's just like a predilection from playing that I hate playing with people like that. Like, we're busting our butt out here, man. Stop making bonehead mistakes. And let's talk about this. Ball watching. Let's, you know, we can talk about this on a kind of a wider scale. We've we've seen over, like, since the world leagues have kind of cranked it up full full throttle, lots of 
moments where people are trying to play the ball out of the back <laughs> and give and give uh, give the ball away terribly. Not every team, every player is meant to play that way. Right? Yeah, you know, Matt Cardone does a pretty good job of not looking foolish doing what the coach asked him to. Okay, I mean, I, I he's, just not, he's not good with his feet. He knows what he has. Oh, Barnaby. And he does it adequately, and we play out of the back at times. Akon, just flip a coin, because one out of ten, it's going to be an absolute disaster. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with just putting it in the corner and just booting it. Like Sometimes. We used to, you know, there were teams that we'd play in the South when I was touring, barnstorming the South, playing in college, and we'd come up and, like, we go guys that you'd hear from the sideline, come on, man, just boot it. <laughs> boot it, Cooter. Yeah. And like, you know what? If you've got a really a fast guy up front like Frank Lopez that's willing to work hard and run in the channels, boot it, Cooter, is not a terrible offensive strategy sometimes. How about this? It looks like we got a little Hernandez on the wing here. Just playing a nice ball as he's falling down to Jack Barnby. Anyway, no play-by-play. Um <laughs> So we're in the 83rd, going into the 84th minute now, and have we shown anything extra, any extra oomph coming out of this rain delay? Here's the thing. What are you, what are you telling your guys? What are you, what are you doing if you're Darren Powell and you've got this lengthy rain, rain delay on the road? Well, like right back at you, the same type of question. I mean, are you happy with this score right now? Are you, would you be happy oh, with the draw? Oh, this needs to be a win. On the road. I know it's on the road, but we, we talked about this, about if they're going to make the playoff, they're going to have to get a result on the road. Really? They, 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 they can't just draw all the games on the road and then and then just assume they're going to win at, at home. They've got to they, they've got to get a win on the road somewhere, and I think this is probably their best chance. I mean, Tulsa's 18th, 16th, something like that. Like I think 18th. if you get out of this week with two ties on the road and a win and back home... Maybe uh, Frank Lopez is back here rehabbing and he's healthy. We put him in the starting lineup. We get some fun. We always do well at home until we. But I mean, until we don't. But that that doesn't answer my question. Is are you? Is that what you're telling your guys during the rain delay? Just hold on, guys. Just hold it. Is that the way you're you're doing it? Or Keep how? doing what you're doing. Yeah, you know, slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Like a tie is as good as a win. <laughs> mm, don't do anything stupid in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that. Um, all right, un momento. And that's the final whistle. Tulsa 4, SAFC 3. At 80, Not a 3-3 tie. Not a 3-3 tie. 87th minute winner on a bit of a play. And here we are, Clayton. Things have changed. Oh, man. Backs, proverbial backs against proverbial walls now. That, um... You know, we debated about whether or not, like, the tie was a good result in LAFC, and we were also talking about whether, like, what do you say during halftime if you're Darren Powell? Do you say, hey, just keep doing what you're doing, kind of keep it, keep it, try to just keep the uh, the ship steady and get out of here with a point? Or do you, do you try to really motivate and get a win? I didn't see us really try to... If that's what he was trying to do, it didn't work. You know, sometimes... Trying to keep doing what you're doing leads to just being passive. Complacent. Complacency, yeah. Well, it's lost. So, so? We're, here we go. We move into Saturday now. <laughs> back home against Fresno. Second in the league. Or in second place in the league. I don't know you know, if that necessarily means all that much. But other than the fact that that it's a on paper a more difficult opponent. And we're getting into must-win type, oh. you know, must-win, like have to get three points type type thing. I mean, this means there's four games left, and we just got one. Man, two ties sounds real good if it had happened, so it's definitely must-win territory. This is one of our two last home games. If I'm some agents uh, of some players on after this result, I'm... Maybe start to make some phone calls or start to <laughs> ask if people want to relocate or would be willing to relocate because that was disappointing. All right, whatever, you know. 
It's not, it's not over yet. Not over yet. What do you got? What do you want to see? What do you, you got anything you want to see on Saturday night? A win. Yeah. That's all. I don't care by any means necessary. A win. Can we be cynical? Is there anything that we're afraid of? Or I don't know. No, I mean, if they lost, if they lost six to zero, that wouldn't surprise me. You know, like if uh, if they won four to two, that wouldn't surprise me. If they won one zero, that wouldn't surprise. You know, like, but let's just get a win and just keep me keep me interested. You know, like keep me from having to struggle to keep going. You know, to keep enjoying this. <laughs> I want to see Frank Lopez and Pekka back. A red card and an injury. And, you know, those last five minutes we were down a goal, needing a goal on the road. And you just look at the players on the field and you and I both knew it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. It's just not the quality. I kept going, well, we could bring up, no. Well, we could get, no. Like, yeah, I don't even know who was on the bench. Ever Guzman didn't look up to the starting job. He did not. Uh, and Tony Taylor, you know, he's just fine, but as a as a sub for for some energy. Yeah, he didn't. He hardly touched the ball, and when he did, he his runs didn't look sharp. We just just wasn't there, man. But I mean, we scored three goals, you know, and we were winning three to two. Gosh, we're winning three to two on the road, you know, with five minutes to go before halftime. Yeah, so. Oh, Matthew, it just makes me want to figure out and just go re-grout my bathroom or do, do something with my tiling. Do you know anybody that can help me with that, Matthew? <laughs> I, need some, I need some tiling of my soul right now, Matthew. I need to retile my soul. You Who can help me, me with that? caught me completely off guard. I was thinking that you were going to go tiling because you just can't, you're ready to be done watching this team <laughs> because this is just the season in rot tiny. But, you know, to tile over your, your and fix those cracks that have been caused by SAFC's inconsistent form, uh, Trevino Tile. Three generations of trusted, experienced tile installers in San Antonio. 210-535-7939. TrevinoTile.com. Suppose we wouldn't take their money if we didn't think they were a good company. For sure. Honest f- fellas. Yeah. Fathers, sons, and such. Yes. And season ticket holders of the team. Yep, and uh, and uh, hopefully we'll be there. Oh, you know what's um, it's Hispanic Heritage Night coming up this uh, this Saturday? I don't know what exactly that means. What if there's any kind of like special giveaway or anything like that? But Hispanic Heritage Night, whatever that means. I noticed that they ran two articles side by side about on the webpage today about um, the SAFC travels to Tulsa to take on, and then it said in Espanol. <laughs> oh wow! Like something like that. Yeah, the um, exact same article. So well, I know it means there's five dollar margaritas. <laughs> there, there we go. What says Hispanic Heritage Night better than better than better than cheap margaritas? <laughs> right on. You have a free kick for this week, Clayton? Not really. Um, I'm gonna use as my free kick that uh, I'm changing my opinion about us making the playoffs. Oh. After seeing what I've seen right now, I don't. I don't think we're making the playoffs, Matthew. You just jumped off the ship. I was so looking forward to us talking about like where our podcast um, playoff game watching party was going to be. Ooh. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about where, where we going to go and watch it like at one of the sponsored places where SAFC goes and watches, which I don't even know. I know they have like a bunch of different bars listed on the website uh-huh. of places to watch, but like if there was going to be a playoff watching party. I wanted to be there. I wanted to be in it. I don't know if I'm going to get to do that Well, now. I think ESPN just foreshadowed that by saying this event has ended. Yeah, and <laughs> I think that's a perfect foreshadowing for us. Do you have a free kick? Um, I think I'll point out that the leaders in Spain are Athletic Club de Bilbao. Yeah. Could that be correct? Yeah, it is correct. First place, so Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Atletico Madrid – they're all over the standings. Real's in second, Barca's in seventh, and Atletico. I don't even know. But you know Bilbao only plays uh, players from the Basque region of Spain? I, I knew that there was a club that did that, and um, I, I'm pretty sure it was them. Now, they will not put anybody else on the field, or they just prefer they to will not locally. To, like, they will not sign a player who's not of that heritage. And when you say of that, like... 
born and raised, or one of their parents is from there, or something like that. Will they extend it that far? You counselor, know? counselor, I don't know. I'm counselor. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's pretty cool that somebody that's that um, selective about what they could could win could be in first place right now. Yeah, and I was I well, I heard them talked about in this way because they're saying, well, what if they're in first at December and they can't bring in any new players? There's there's a limit to their pool of talent. Right? Would they? Would they? Um, no, no, they wouldn't. Whatever line they've drawn in the sand, <laughs> kind of thing. Would they? Would they change that? That is an interesting question. I hadn't thought about that. And so maybe if you think of Chivas and Guadalajara, who only play Mexican players, but now they've expanded that to mean any player who could play for Mexico. So is it a bad policy, or is that not a, a conversation that we have here? Is it a legal policy in the USA, Clayton? Oh, I don't. I don't know. Um, You're a lawyer. Ooh. Could would, one have I, a team of only Texans, say? I, could we turn SAFC into a Texas-only squad? I, I would think that there would be challenges to that. And whether or not a court of law would uphold that, the court of public opinion may not allow that to, allow that to occur. Really? Are there any companies that have policies like that? Um, you'd think you'd want to encourage you know, some pride to say we're... Right. No, I understand what you're saying. And like... We know that in these other leagues, like they've changed rules around that you can only have so many foreign players like yeah. on your on your roster and stuff like that. So I mean, there's there's things that nationalistic type principles that apply in these leagues and stuff like that that you see, right? So, I mean, I would love to see a USL team that was only U.S. players. So the question is, can, like, is taking it that far too far? Yeah, and that's a country, so that's pretty broad. Right, just American. But also, we're we're not from there. That region, uh, there's a history of separatism and a, yes. a history of of uh, contempt between them and the rest of the country. Is that the way? I don't know if that's the way to describe it. Yeah, there's, for sure. They want to be their own country. Th- right. There's a fierce um, independence. How about that? Yeah. There's a very fierce independence. Yeah. So wow. interesting concept. We don't know the rules of all those and all that. Yeah, we're not Spanish, but but good free kick. It's a thought provoking free kick, Matthew. Good job. <laughs> Well, after that crappy result, we might have to start watching other leagues earlier than we like this year, Clayton. Matthew, this event has ended. <laughs> Buenas noches, San Antonio.